Hi friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. A safe space where being yourself is the ultimate goal. Each week we will bring you new episodes sharing our opinions on a ton of different topics in hopes we can get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our opinions and experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals. No one is giving any advice. We are strictly speaking of our life experiences, our opinions, and for entertainment purposes only. Now, with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. We hope that you have a good time. And if you're a returning listener, watcher, supporter, thank you guys so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for coming back time and time again. For those that don't know me, my name is Brandy. I am the host of the show. And today you guys are on episode 161, Keeping Up With Canada, eh? Part four. Four. Can you believe it, you guys? We have talked about Canada and keeping up with what the fuck is going on in this crazy ass country. For four months now, started in September, October, November, and now December. Also, how are we in December 2023? Like, do you guys remember at the beginning of the pandemic, like 2019, you thought about like 2023 and that sounded like so long ago. And sometimes it felt like it took forever to get here. But at the same time, I feel like I'm in this like time warp. I don't know. Time is not real. That is what she's seen on the plane. She's seen time. It is not real. I figured it out. But anyways, guys, we're talking about... um. UBI today, universal basic income, and we're talking about the homelessness condition in Canada because y'all, it is not great. Um, Now we like to talk about things that are happening in our country and trying to keep up because we think it's a little bit more important to keep up with Canada than it is to keep up with the Kardashians because this actually affects us and people that we know and in our everyday lives, um, everyone is struggling. So many people can probably say they're one or two paychecks away from being homeless or having to move in with somebody. Plenty of um, singles having to move in with families, people having to get roommates or several of them. Hell, people in Toronto are even renting out part of their beds. Like, what the fuck? So, of course, the government just wants to throw some money at some people, probably, hopefully, and that'll just solve all the problems, right? Just like conservative, like, I don't know. Anyways, guys, things that we think are important to probably talk about. Uh, We don't know anything about it. We're just learning about it. But we just wanted to put it out there and have our honest talk with what we know so far. But I am sure tons more is going to come out about this as this goes through the House of Commons because these are in bills and not bills to pass it. Just to calm that conspiracy, bills to build the framework. But that is just step one. So it's like, why would we pay them to build a framework and then it for it to just not work out like chances are they're probably going to pick this up if it goes through and they're probably going to use our tax dollars because where the fuck do we even know we're anyways leave that for the episode but before we get on to this episode i just want to remind you if you are watching on youtube rumble make sure to like subscribe and turn on those notifications comment for engagement if you can we really appreciate when you comment and message us guys it really helps let us know that we are doing things that you guys like and in the right direction and if you are listening to apple or spotify you can also turn on those notification bells and you can also leave a little review they're super appreciated we've seen everyone and we thank you guys who have so much and if you guys want to follow us on social media you can find us on facebook instagram and pinterest 
at the Be Real Babe podcast. We are always over there if you want to chat to us, bring up topics. If you want to be on a show yourself, we are always more than welcome to have you as a guest on our show. We are just winding down. Kind of, we've got about two months left of the season. I can't even believe it. We're over the halfway mark and on the end. We'll take a little break for the month of February and then we'll get started on season seven. Season seven in March. Holy crap. Time flies when you're having a good time. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for the support. As always, make sure to reach out, share the love, and let us know that you guys enjoy what we are doing. Well, that's all I'm going to fucking ruffle on. Let's get on to the show. All right, babes, it's time to get on to the show. And with me today in studio is my beautiful co-host, Kales. Hey, Kales? (laughs) (laughs) It's Sunday. Don't. I need to go to bed. Guys. Don't. Don't I think that sickness. Kales. Kale. I'll take it. I'm just going to bring you two together as one. Um, <laughs> just merge everyone together. Guys, I'm having it crazy. I think the reason why today is so hard is because you know when you're sick and then you don't get anything done and then you start to feel better, oh. but then you have one day to cram everything in before the week Your starts. Trying to like That's kind of where I was at today. I was like, oh, I feel so good. And then I was like doing all the things because I didn't do anything for like three days straight. Didn't really leave the house. And then the jag today. Your brain's water. jagging. Yeah. It's just steaming It's just a steaming. It's okay. Yeah. Like the whole thing. It's just shutting down. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I was going to wear a Christmas outfit too, but then I washed these, this sweater and my sweatpants and they just look, you know, when you just have like fresh. It looks so comfy. Yeah. And you just get out of the shower and you're just like, fresh sweatpants. Like it's that time of year. Done. Yeah. It's that, yeah. It feels like it's December, but it's not quite. It's at that like Amen. end of November where time just is going to start going faster and faster until Christmas time. And then it just stops. It. And then you don't know. It's weird. We, me and uh, my day home lady were talking. They had pajama day last mm-hmm. Friday and seeing all the kids in their cute little pajamas running around and like all the Christmas decorations. I was just like, it feels like it's Christmas. I was like, I feel like Christmas is upon us. But it's not even December. Like, not to mention, we have no snow here nope. in Alberta yet, or in Edmonton at least. Yeah. And like, it's not Christmas without it. So Nick and I were driving around this weekend. And I was like, dude, where the fuck do we live right now? Like, where are we? Are we in Florida? Like, like we might as well just move to BC yeah. at this point. Like, there ain't no snow. No. Like, it looks like it should be like September, October, but it's like literally the end of November. And if we do not, if we hold out for the next few days and do not get any snow in November, this is the first November since 1928 that we do not, that we haven't had snow um, in, like, it's a snowless November, the that's first one crazy. since 1928. So that's almost 100 years. Like, that's nuts. Crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Like, we don't have it here, which to me is the I'll first. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, but. Oh, wait. Crazy. Couple weeks. Couple weeks. Like, Christmas isn't the same. Right. Like, you definitely need it for Christmas, but, like... I want it for Christmas, but... But leading up to it, I'm... I'm Take it or leave it. It could come for, like, the two weeks around Christmas and New Year's and then just fuck off. I'd be happy, personally. For those of you that don't live in Canada, winter roads and winter drivers are the bane of my fucking existence. The so the fact that we haven't had to deal with that yet has been mm. chef's kiss. Mm. I will take that anytime and that's that's kind of my point like if it could just snow and be on the houses and the like grass yeah where it's beautiful and melt on the melts on the road so it doesn't like where is it they have heated roads yeah japan i don't know or something like hook us up yeah hook 
a country up yeah. because we need we, that bad. It's not Fuck Japan. Canada needs heated we roads. We need that. It's terrible. And that's oh, what, yeah. that's what I hate Iceland about it. even has heated roads. Yeah, I I'm, I actually don't I like I think it's beautiful. I think the snow is beautiful. I I love look yeah. at Christmas like it is not Christmas without it. And honestly, every year we've moved to the Okanagan, it has been very snowy. Like last year it was snowing like beginning of November, I think it was, and there was a lot of it by right. this time. Like we had like like I don't know, a lot for Kelowna and then there's been nothing like there's been a couple days where it's rained there's been some rain there's been like like it's also been minus but the temperature has been pretty mild too so i feel like tying into what we're talking about the affordability this kind of winter like it's been a shorter winter like it hasn't been too terrible we've kept the the furnace off a lot later in the season than normal because just walking around has been really warm or even on really nice days where it's like 12, 13 degrees, we've opened up all the windows and doors to air out the house and shut the furnace off just mm-hmm. to kind of like, oh, love that feeling. Cause it's been nice. It's so Fresh nice. So, so great. It was just, yeah, it was, it's quite crazy how like, like my furnace just kicked on. So that's what made me think of it. Yep. Like it's been really nice. Like yes. our bills will be lowish for a while. Cause normally we're cranking that shit October, September, November. And yep. we're like, yeah, jacking the bill up but yeah yeah, it's it's been actually really really nice it has and i was just saying to grant too it's kind of ironic that this is all the winters that it's like this because he's not here as much so i'm having to drive myself around if it was this time last year i'd have to drive myself in snow and it's not like i hate driving in snow because i lived in grand prairie for 10 years this is the thing that's so funny i lived in grand prairie for 10 years but grand prairie snow driving compared to Kelowna snow driving two different worlds night and day day. alberta driving in the snow is totally different it's compacted everyone's on it everyone knows how to drive everyone takes their time it's very straight roads it's very not so much in bc not so much in bc and then in bc you've got like slush instead of like dry snow right so people don't understand that like in bc it's like a wet slush and then you get like all like the crazy drivers that are just like absolutely like they don't understand the concept of blinkers or nope. braking properly in that weather and yeah you guys just have a it's so nuts and then i drive on the highway so of course i don't love it so i just thought it was kind of ironic that out of all like and then i've got the jag too so i feel like i'm more comfortable in the jag than than my santa fe i feel like i'd be more comfortable because it's like a solid vehicle but also because it's the name the jag yes. i'd be so nervous driving it on those roads like it's such a mixed bag of emotions it's such like, a mixed bag of emotions all the time i'm like oh, even um, driving next truck i would feel so much more comfortable because it's a big truck yep. i've got the four by like i would feel good but like I also don't want to crash. <laughs> I don't want someone to crash into me. I, I feel that all the time. That's why I'm like, oh, when it's snowing and, you know, maybe it's my driving anxiety. Maybe it's because I don't want to put my Jag in a potential position. And it is, it's like a way better vehicle as it's just more solid than my Santa Fe, even though like size wise, it's like longer, but it's just heavier. It's just a bigger piece of machinery. And like, I was going to so say that it's, thing. it's the difference. Out. Is it an all wheel? Yes. Yeah, yeah, same. And it's brand new tires, so it feels nice. But at the same time, I also have, like I said, I'll drive around town. It's not that big of a deal. It's driving out on the highway with no lights on some of the parts of the highway. People are still doing 120. Like, I can't do that. Like, just all my car accidents, my body just immediately freezes up. So I feel very blessed because I've been driving myself to work. (coughs) Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. I can't get rid of this cough. Um, I honestly, yeah, kudos to you because driving like i have knock on every fucking piece of wood i can find in my house right now i have um not been in a serious or even an accident i slipped 
slipped into a ditch with a girlfriend way back mm. when, but it wasn't even an accident in my opinion. Oh, but oh I God. couldn't even. I, I it, the dri- driving anxiety afterwards would. Oh, you don't even have a choice. A very real thing. I don't think people even understand. Like it's not even like you can do all the work in your brain, and it could be years in the past. It's like the minute your body feels your vehicle kick out, your whole body just stops and goes. This is it. You're dying, and like. Yeah my yeah and like I have like knots in here and like certain injuries and as I'm driving I'll I'll not even notice because I'm subconsciously and I'm just holding on like white knuckling for almost no reason and I'm like oh my god relax and I can feel the pain and like it's funny how like you don't realize yes. that you're so tense until you like go and it's like oh uh, yeah I'm like oh my arms well, like <laughs> well my chiropractor and massage therapist asked me what's wrong I'm like oh I've been driving to work lately because I'm like, you know, because there's uh, again, we're dry. I drive in the dark right around fucking the lakes where there's no yeah. lights and people are doing 120 and they're just I when it's okay. raining out, I cannot see I have astigmatism. I'm old. It's just a thing. So <laughs> I drive. You're fine, baby. I've been going to work a little bit later, but as soon as it snows, I like already made the executive decision. Like I'll just carpool while it snows. But it is what it is. Then that way the Jag is safe um i'm safe <laughs> everyone else on the yeah. road is safe why like i've i've done good as in like when i moved here i couldn't even drive in town or like out to the highway so the fact that i could drive myself like nine to ten months out of the year i feel really solid about yeah. so you know so this year i'm like okay hey, cool snow like even if i'm like calculating my brain okay even if it's like the first week of december that's like three weeks of carpooling plus january because that's like only like annoying someone for like seven weeks out of the year <laughs> I love that. You're so cute. <laughs> and like nobody really minds. Like a lot of people right now can use the gas money too, right? Like or just like, yeah. oh man, I'll take the twenty bucks a week for gas. Like no that's kidding. great. That's helpful. And then me, I'm like, because I just hate being a pain in the ass. But I anyways, my sad story. So hopefully, yeah. Honestly, it all ties into the topic. Though. It does. So it really guys, keeping up with Canada, number four, <laughs> number four. So ah, not into being depressing every single time, but. Again, there's some things. It's not so much depressing. It's just just, awareness. Yeah, yeah. And I think, again, like most things, some stuff sounds really good when the government talks about it and you hear all of these articles and these buzzwords saying, this is so great. This is going to end poverty, you know, help with the homelessness. And then you really dive into it. And it's just like, I don't think so. I just don't think so. And so we're going to talk about uh, the basic universal income as well as a homelessness problem here in Canada, which seems to be growing and growing um by the fucking day and mm-hmm. i'm first and foremost gonna say no matter what i say in this episode i have no idea what the solution is i'm not gonna pretend that i have any idea of what the solution is i just really struggle when the government does stuff like this mm-hmm. and they talk about this because like before we get into this think about serb right like that was supposed to help so many people Da, 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 da. Oh my god, look what it did to us though. Yeah, <laughs> Benji's snoring. Um, I was like, what is that noise? Oh, this is my son's snoring in the corner. Um, but it didn't help a lot of people, for one. A lot of people now are having to pay it back. Um, it's just, yeah. right? Like, I know a lot of people that have gotten messages saying, like, you didn't actually technically qualify, so give us that money back. Well, and especially with, like, UBI, the Universal Basic mm-hmm. Income, it is... <clears throat> It's one of those, if it's too good to be true, it definitely is. Because the government doesn't just give for no reason. They're not just going to give you 20, whatever it is, grand a year for nothing. They're not good people. Like, you cannot convince me that they are. And I just, there's nothing about it that, I was telling Brandy that years, like a handful of years ago, like a few years before COVID, I was telling Nick, like, wouldn't it be cool if yeah they gave you like a base like 
20 grand every year. So you could put that towards your bills and towards everything. And then everything you make working Mm -hmm. would just be above and beyond. You can save for retirement. You can do all the fun things you want. You can travel and have fun. And I remember him saying like, yeah, but then how many people are just going to be lazy fuckers and just take the 20 and do nothing. And I was like, Oh, come on. Fast forward to now. (laughs) You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't, Stupid to say, you couldn't pay me to you want to pay take me this money. money. <laughs> you could not. You could not you like could not pay me to this money. As pre- no. you pay, put pit lipstick on that fucking pig all you want. I'm not fucking taking it. I am not. No, I'm not because like I wouldn't. And the thing is, I think my biggest argument was when people say, and I'm not. I'm again not saying that this is going to be necessarily a terrible thing. I just always mm-hmm. have my restrictions because I'm like, I just don't ever see in most worlds where they have done good by a lot of the stuff. For example, even EI, like I would like to really dive into that one day too, because like for like when we, I've paid into it my whole entire life and I've used it maybe two out of three months, my entire life. And I have been working since I was 16 years old. I am going to be 37 in three weeks. That is 21 mm-hmm. years, 21 years of paying into EI. See, and I used it once when I got laid off in 2016, yep. and I needed it. And then I've used it for mat leave, I yep. guess technically, yes. my my mat maternity pay. Yeah. Which, if you have, if you ask me, not livable. is a disrespect to mothers because how the fuck was I supposed to do anything with that money? If you're a single mother and that's what you're surviving on, good fucking luck. Yeah, totally agree. But totally, agree. I just it's hard because the U they, they do claim that the UBI is going to help homelessness, which in my opinion, if they really wanted to help homelessness, they would, they won't because it's a good bargaining chip. It's a good fucking campaign fucking point. Like it's just homelessness. I hate to say is created by them. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Like, and I, like well, we can't afford to look at our inflation. I was just going to say, I think homelessness is probably at an all time <laughs> high right now. I would say especially all with like those things foreclosures during COVID mm-hmm. business failures during COVID yes. like fuck them and that's, that's government created yeah and that's what that's where I get again a little bit I just want to flag these things and why we want to talk about it it's just like I'm not saying that I don't want people to have this money and I don't want to solve homelessness and I don't want people to be helped that's not what I'm saying at all what I'm saying is they have so poorly mismanaged our money and we don't have money for anything and we're sending it to other yeah. countries and then all of a sudden we're going to be so the proposal printing 20 grand per person yeah so 17 yeah seventeen thousand dollars is what the proposal is so i guess we'll get into a little bit so what is so like haley has been calling it ubi which i don't know why that sounds like an std or like um it does like it sounds like ubs of, like yeah. it sounds like a tech it sounds like a computer or something yeah to something, me. something that doesn't weird. sound great like i don't want it um but it's universal basic income um so it's, ba- it's basically a payment from the government for everyone who would receive no matter individuals income level or need most modern conceptions of ubi don't conform to its little meaning anymore um and usually means a kind of basic income which usually takes the universal form as a guaranteed income plan that scales depending on a person's need so this is kind of anybody over the age of 17 in canada including temporary workers so not 18 no 17 17. over the age of 17 yeah so the senate bill proposes so Dial this back a little bit. So this is Bill C-223 and S-223. Okay. Um, 233, sorry. So Bill C-223 and B- Bill C-S-233. This is so fresh. 
I hate this shit. And I think this is why they do this, so that nobody reads into it. But yeah, so basically... I know. They, the legalese is honestly my least favorite I, to read. Yeah, it's not Legal my jargon and, like, bills and all that. Like, they word it so strategically and trickily, in my opinion, because it's just... It can't... It's not just basic reading. No, and it hurts your brain. Especially, like... And, like, you, I'm sure, too, like, when you read in different language your whole life in school, and then all of a sudden you come out and you're doing all this reading, and you're trying yeah. to understand some of it. Anyways, whatever. So this bill, and there's a big misconception too when this bill like goes through or once it gets taken to the House of Commons, it's not technically saying that it needs to happen. It's saying that an act to develop a national framework for guaranteed livable basic income. So essentially, all the people that need to people in this, if it goes yeah. through, and my understanding is they need to then come together and come up with a framework of how this would happen. Um, and like Hale said, it's about 20000 so $17,000 um per person um for for nothing they're saying like they're just saying here have it pardon are there any like is is there anything tied to it any like stipulations or like to qualify not not necessarily so um basically so this started in april 2021 Uh, the budget parliamentary budget officer eves Giroux estimated a guaranteed basic income program that provide nearly seventeen thousand per year for low-income households would cut poverty rates in half but would cost the federal government 85 billion dollars so um, so low income families though so like yeah, if you're I already making a decent amount you wouldn't qualify i don't think so because it's it's so hard to say um i think it's directed for low income but i'm since it for low income households mm-hmm. would cut poverty rates in half but i don't know i think it's like if someone can't work it was so convoluted to kind of figure out what it is I remember when I started as um, a receptionist, I was making, like, before taxes, I was making thirty two five, and after taxes, I was literally, like, dollars above the poverty level. Yeah, so imagine a single mother. Like, I feel like that's who that's geared towards is, like, yes. yeah, low income could benefit from it, but like we said, like, like the CERB and all, like, it's not... It comes with strings attached. It says it doesn't, but it'll always come with strings attached. It will always. And I don't think it's going to solve things like they think it's going to. um, No. Because, again, look at CERB. It was such a a mess. Um, But, again, like, okay, so the enactment requires the Minister of Finance to develop a national framework to provide all persons over the age of 17 in Canada, all persons, with access to guaranteed livable basic income. It also provides for reporting requirements with respect to the framework. So... If this gets voted through, my understanding, that means then yeah. all the people that need to be involved in this come together. Seventeen years old. Seventeen years old. Thinking about it, if I was seventeen and was guaranteed to have seventeen grand a year, what is like? Oh my god! <coughs> so there was a the laziness that would come out of that, and the, like the entitlement of just like I've got this money, so like I'm good. Like I yep. don't need to get a job. I don't need to. But people fucking renting out part of their beds in toronto because they can't afford shit like and this is what it frustrates me it's like okay i'm not i don't want to sound like a bitch and not say that these people deserve this money but when we start going through how much it costs that seventeen thousand dollars actually works out to being like i think it's like fourteen hundred dollars um a month yeah okay well rent to live the average cost for a single person right now in toronto is thirty five hundred dollars Vancouver thirty four hundred, Montreal twenty three, Calgary twenty four hundred, 
Quebec, 1800. That's just for a single person. That's the average rate. So these individuals aren't even going to be able to rent a home. So how exactly, on top of all the cost of living, um, a family, it says a family, sorry, go ahead. That's why it's meant to like, it's like supplemental. So you sh- you're supposed to have a job on top of this. Yeah, but still on top of that, I just don't even think, like, I just don't even. Like, I don't understand how they think that's going to help homelessness. Because like homeless people don't like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> have you have to have a job on top of it to maintain a, like living quarters, yep. groceries, any type of transportation, even just a bus pass. Bus passes are fucking, I, what was it the other day? I was looking into it. I don't remember why. I was like. Because I remember my bus pass was like 50 bucks a month. And that was expensive. Like right out of high school, it was like just up to 50 bucks a month. I think the bus to take the bus was like, I remember when it was like 250 to take the bus. Now I think it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like five bucks. Fuck. Like, like you, it's not going to, there's no way. That's what I'm trying to like get out with my words that aren't so good. Not to mention, if you're homeless and you got 17 grand and you have a substance abuse problem, that ain't going to be any fucking help either. Like they're just, it's not, it's not thought out properly. No. Cause like if you're, se- if you're 17, you're living on the streets and you qualify for this 17 grand. Okay. Well, that's not going to get you a place to live for very long anyways. I mean, you could do like, once a week you can go rent a hotel room and fucking shower i suppose but like what the fuck is that like that's and the 85 not billion that's not... the 85 billion that this could pay to people just to go in their pockets to supplement why couldn't that be into more like i don't know mental health and like people that could i don't know that they could go to to get help or like financial aid or you know any of the things to help them set themselves up for success. Well, they'd argue that this jobs. is financial aid, right? Well, like, but I mean, like, you money. no, and like not even giving them money. I feel like putting money into teaching, like helping Resources. them, yeah, like live a better life and get healthier, and like you know, it's just like again, free healthcare, free. Like we, none of these things that we say that we have are free because it's like we don't have money. The worst part is, is like, Where's I feel from? like. Uh, right i guess saving from mates are we just moving that so this is what my concern is is that eventually what's going to happen and like this is one funny i found this um article from the cbc and it was saying senators overwhelmed by emails calling calls pushing conspiracy theories about basic income legislation so i the last month i've really struggled with the red side the republican side the right side because it's like conversations can't be had at just like a basic level. It really truly does have to drop into all these conspiracies. And like, you know, I, I just cringe when I kind of hear like Klaus and like WEF yeah. and all that stuff being tied to stuff. Because I feel like whether we like it or not, people dismiss all of this stuff. So it's like, can we just mm-hmm. talk about this at a basic human level, not with like cabal conspiracy and elite, because we're not going to get everyone to come together to listen that this might be a problem because it's just clouded with all this talk about, well, it's just conspiracy. And then you get these articles coming out, you know, like this one that I'm going to read is nuts. And it just, it made me, well, that's the purpose of the word conspiracy, right? Is to make it look hokey and to just completely discredit anything. And the worst part is, is I feel like, 
like I said, like a while, like a few years ago, the UBI could be useful if it was done properly and if it was literally done with no strings and it was done to help people in a genuine way. But you know it's not because it's coming from the fucking daddy gov. Daddy gov does nothing for free. No government will ever give you anything out of the kindness of their soul. No. They do it. They want to make money. No. They want control and money. Oh, That's pretty time. much the fucking base of all their fucking plans. So, Absolutely. like you said, like, it's hard to, like, it's just hard, hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. I'm not, I'm not taking it. No. Just like the, the fucking clot shot. I, I, no, no, thank you. No, thank I'm not you. doing it. I'll, I'll sell my butthole online before I do. I will, I would rather... Use my basement bedroom to house a homeless person and help that way. Yeah. Then to, because you know that that money is also going to be coming from like fucking tax dollars and shit. Like it's not going to be coming from anywhere good. (coughs) We're going to be like the people that work that don't qualify or that don't take it are going to be somehow paying for it. Which like I'm fine with helping my fellow person and all that. Yeah. But. It just comes to a point where it's like, it's like blind thievery. Like you're just, you're taking from, it's like the worst kind of Robin Hood you've ever heard of, Um, you know? Well, and it's just, I, again, what are, what are going to be the requirements? What, how are they going to pick and choose? Like, there's just so many other ways. I think that that 85 million literally cannot give. Yeah. Like I just 17 grand to every fucking person over 17. Yeah. Like, are you drunk? Yeah. I just don't like, we're not that rich. Like I don't understand. Um, there was an MP we're not that rich. We're in the worst debt we've been in in fucking decades. That's what I mean. Like, where are we getting this? So there was a letter that I found from Kelly block. Um, seems like that's the Carlton trail MP, which I believe is in Saskatchewan. Sorry. I'm, if I'm not wrong, but he is opposing, or she, sorry, Kelly is a very interchangeable. I guess I could just call yeah. Kelly and look <laughs> at the picture. She, okay, she, yay, she. Um, so she wrote a letter st- saying, Dear constituents, many of you have heard of two private member bills which mirror each other. Bill S233 was introduced in the Senate by Senator Kate Pate. Kate Pat? Kate Pate? And the other, Kate Pate, Kate Pate it's spelled exactly the same. Um, and the bill seems to Kate Pate. Kate, maybe it's Kate Pate. I'm so sorry. I doubt that you'll ever hear sorry. this. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't want. I don't. I need to know more about your bill. If you, anyways, carry on. Was introduced by N- NDP M- NDP MP Leah Gazin in the House of Commons. So these two bills are word for word identical, is what Kelly is saying. Um, Bill S233 has been debated in the Senate. It's slowly making its way through Senate process, um, while the other one is number 90 in the order of precedence, meaning it will likely be late 2023 and 2024 before it's debated. As noted in the summary below, these bills would require the government to create a framework to provide all persons in Canada over the age of 17 with access to guaranteed livable basic income. With access, okay. Yeah, these bills are worded in this way because private members' bills cannot initiate the spending of tax dollars under the Canadian system. It is tax dollars, huh? It is tax dollars. It's, it's, this is what she's saying. I don't know. She must be wrong. Okay. Um, under the Canadian system of government, the government alone initiates all public expenditures, and Parliament may only authorize spending which has been recommended by the Crown. So, what they're saying is that it came through with private members and private members don't initiate it is what I'm reading it. 
but under the Canadian yeah. government, the government is the only ones that can initiate public expenditures as long as it's approved by the Crown. So that's probably obviously then what they would take it there to find out if it gets approved for it would be my guess. So, all right, babes, we're going to take a little second to do another shout out. I absolutely love taking a few minutes every single episode to give a shout out to local business, friends, services, just pretty much anything that I love in this community because you guys are so important to me and I just want to send that love back. And today, there is no exception of love for this individual because the owner of this company is my neighbor and I absolutely love her so, so much. So it was a no-brainer to take a second to give a shout out to her and her team at Lash Fox Beauty. Now, if you are in Kelowna, you will be able to use these guys' services. Um, if you're coming to the area, for sure, can book in for them. I absolutely love the work that they do. I love Angela so much. She's so talented. Her team is so talented as well. Very knowledgeable and just such a nice energy. You know when you just meet someone and their energy is just comfort? That's what you got here. So guys, let's jump into the website and let's learn a little bit more about these beauties and what they have to offer. So Lash Fox Beauty was founded in 2017 by a passionate woman, Angela, and their studio has blossomed into a thriving business now boasting a team of three talented professionals. They take pride in offering a comprehensive range of services, including lashes, brows, facials, nails, waxing to help you look and feel your absolute best. At Lash Fox Beauty, our mission is to provide exceptional beauty that leave a lasting impression. We believe that beauty is not just about outward appearance, it's about embracing your unique features and enhancing your natural radiance. With our team of dedicated experts, we're committed to delivering personal services that cater to your individual needs and preferences. So we'll dive into the services a little bit more, but I just wanted to point out this part because I thought this is just just so representative of who she is. At Last Lash Fox Beauty, we pride ourselves on creating a welcoming and tranquil environment where you can wind and escape from the stresses of everyday life. Our studio is designed to pri- provide a serene atmosphere, allowing you to relax and enjoy the beauty treatments to the fullest. We are so grateful for the support and trust we've received from our clients over the years. Your satisfaction is our top priority, and we are dedicated to going above and beyond to exceed your expectations. We are committed to ongoing education and staying at the forefront of beauty trends and techniques, ensuring that you receive the best possible service and results. And it's so true. Every time I talk to her, she's just so excited about all the things. She's so passionate. I love it so much, you guys. So um, let's meet the staff here quickly since I keep uh, bragging. So let's see here. So we've got Angela, who's the owner, and she has a master lash artist, a brow technician, and certified esthetician. Then we have Kimberly. She is a lash and brow artist. And then we have Gurpreet, who is an esthetician. So if you guys want to go to the website, if you just go to the About Us, scroll down to the bottom, and you can learn a little bit more about this amazing team. Now let's jump into the services. As mentioned, they do lash extensions. Um, They also do lash lifts and tinting. And then they do some lash removal as well. Brow lamination, facials, massage nail services, and waxing. Wow, you guys, just so many things, so many things. And uh, again, you guys can find them at www.lashfox.ca or you can uh, send them a message through the website here um, or you can give them a call as well, 
4300. And you can find them again on Instagram. Uh, So yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out because I absolutely love Angela. I love the work that her and her team do. I know she puts so much and she's so passionate in in her career and her business. And I just admire that so much. So I thought it was very important to give her a little shout out. And you guys can always go down. She has a shop as well, you guys, um, that you can go down. You can get gift cards. She has all the different lash accessories that you could need, you know, like think and also like satin pillowcases, um, makeup bags, tons of stuff down there. So you can also go down there and uh, buy a few things, especially with those stocking stuffers if it's Christmas time. So anyways, Angela, keep doing the good work. I'm so proud of you. And let's get back to the show. Well, um, I, yeah, it's still like, where is this money coming from? I don't shit money. No. And where it, is our unlimited money fund? Because Trudeau sure as fuck is convinced he's got one. Yeah. So what she's saying here is according to the parliamentary budget officer, the cost of universal basic income scheme would start at $85 billion a year and rise to $93 billion by 2025. This would require an increase in personal income taxes by almost 50% or tripling the GFC. There you go. So we are. We're No. That's a hard pass. Hard fucking pass. I'm sorry. And it's like, I'm not saying that people shouldn't need help. I'm not saying that people don't deserve help. Dude, I'm all for helping, like I said. But this isn't it because people are going to take this the wrong way. Like, there's just so many things and so many places where this country is going that just freaks me out. It's like, oh. That is literally going to breed nothing but laziness. 100%. Trash. And even if, I think too, I'm not trying to be this way, but like, even when it comes to like mental health or physical health, like if you don't have to get a job, and you don't have benefits even, like, whether whatever, you're le- less likely, either for your circumstance or because you don't have to, will take care of yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't be heavily depressed and at home and, like, in massive anxiety when you have a job that you need to pay your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to say yeah. that people don't, but for the most part, people do live with mental illness and have to go to work every single fucking day of their lives because they have mm-hmm. to pay for their lives. So, like, I think there's a level where you have to then also face your shit and try to figure out how to not live in that every day. But if you're just going to be at home and being paid to be at home, even living a lifestyle that maybe isn't what you want, but you don't have to do anything for it, I just think that's going to happen more and more. And people are more and more in their homes and they're not – they just see this screen and they don't see a real life and they just don't have – as much goals and i don't know it just i'm a firm believer in working for what you earn and earning your life and earning your living and as hard as it can be and as hard as it is for some people you are never going to like like i tell nick all the time like when we do like renovations around the house or like he does things and makes things and builds things and puts things together i'm like isn't the pride of doing that like when you go to use that thing or when you go to make like when he hunts and gets a deer and when we go to eat that I'm like aren't you proud to say like I fucking got that for my family I did that or I made that fucking whatever I built that wall I built this house I built that garage or I I did something I earned that money as shitty as it is and the crappy people you have to put up with to earn it like I did that like is that like the pride in that goes so much longer than like farther in building character and just for everyday everything then yeah. i got ten thousand likes on tiktok money. yeah here's money sit on your ass and do fuck all and watch your mental health decline and in my opinion they win because then we're just not we're dependent we are useless and we are stupid and we are no better than sheep and cows in a fucking field yeah and that's why and just, it just it's makes just, again, no sense to me. the mismanagement of all the money and it's like again 
EI, like we put so much money into it. Like I've put so much money into it over the 21 years that I've paid into it. And again, I've used maybe a couple thousand of it for a couple months out of my whole entire life. And when I need it or my spouse needs it, it's like, oh no, well, you got paid too much for your severance. So you don't get to make money. It takes forever to get. Like it's such a fuck around. Like, yeah, I'm with you. It just doesn't make any sense. And this is why I don't really no. trust any of these things. And then too, like people can think we're crazy. And I understand like this is, I do want to read some a part of this article because this is yeah. what I just want to mean to the point where it's like, whether this all goes all the way back to Bill Gates or George Soros or not, in my opinion, that is not going to help us win the other side over and bring masses over because they hear that and whether it's right or not, they think about conspiracy theorists. They think about the extremes. They think about all those things. And then it truly blocks them from that. And it's like, if you yeah. care about getting these messages out, wouldn't you want to care more about how it's being received necessarily mm-hmm. than like the shock value or the like, well, I told like, you know, because then these articles come out like this. And then now anytime anybody hears anything about UBI, it's going to be like, oh, well, that's just a conspiracy theorist from, you know, that's related to Soros and all those things. It's, the same, I feel like, mm-hmm. how t- trafficking became so huge because people just dismissed all the conspiracy theories that they missed the part that became true. And that sound was freedom true. and, like, oh, that's just a shit, like, that, I'm not going to see that because of all that. Yeah. That's the whole premise of the, the word conspiracy theory. They have created that word mm-hmm. to discredit things that are very real yes. and very big issues yes. and things that matter. But now, because it's tied to that, People don't want to hear it. It gets looked over. Yeah. It's just shit, right? Yeah, and so that's where I just worry, like, if people just hear buzzwords and then stories like this. So um, this was about the senator getting tons of emails about this uh, UBI. So those contacting yeah. senator senator's office to oppose S233 blamed the pur- purported conspiracy to destroy the Canadian way of life on a range of bad actors, fascists, socialists, the Masons, billionaires like Bill, uh, Microsoft... Bill Gates and investor George Soros in the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. Holy fuck, I cannot talk lately. Um, others bizarrely maintain the legislation will lead to transhumanism and an alleged plot to turn people into cyborgs. So, like, I'm not saying... What the fuck does all that have to do with UBI? But this is what I'm saying, right? This is where I struggle... And why I said lately I've been pushing more centrist as more than I ever have been because this isn't getting us anywhere. Like, like it's it, just listen to this. Cause you'll kind of laugh because it's like all of the out there that if you were to read this on the left side, you would, you'd see why no, everyone would dismiss this. This is Canada, not yeah. North Korea, not Russia. You are employees of the people, not employees of the W E F or the who um, one correspondent said in a recent email. Um, this bill is just the beginning. We are losing our freedoms to a group of elite that want to depopulate and control mankind, enslave us, to experimental transhumanism and the removal of uh, Christian and godly devotions. Nobody voted for Nazi Klaus Schwab. Nobody even knew he existed two years ago. He has nothing to do with Canada or our country. He holds a statue of linen in his office. This is not Canada. We are not going back to Nazi Germany. Please see Nurem Code trials, said one writer. Um, and then many conspiracies since the onset of COVID-19. And the article goes off to say that ever since the truckers' convoy and all of this, that COVID has broken a lot of people and a lot of people are now crazy thinking all these conspiracies up and all of this. And so now like, this is where I'm just making the plea. Like I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. What I'm saying is 
if you want everything to everybody to know this, you kind of have to start here. And you kind of have to, like, you know, you can't just go from, like, this to, like, adrenochrome and spirit cooking in, like, one day. I know we did it. I don't mean you did that. But that, and I don't even know if that's real, right? Like, I just. The funny thing is, is I, like. The, the, the bottom line, it's harming the bottom line. Everything that person said is legit. Yeah in my opinion like it is true and i like i get what he's saying and it is like in my opinion i agree but like i also agree with you you can't like you can't like dump all the sugar out on the table at once like you gotta they can't take it it. just like once you do it like picking that up is just you yeah it's a fine line between making sense and making a point and looking like a fucking quack yeah and also to the point of like why do we always have to be right like, let's say, like, flat earth, not flat earth. Whether you believe it one or the other, why does why does it matter that we have to argue that we're being right? That, like, you know what I mean? Like, I personally don't know that. So I'm not going to argue either. I would not be surprised if a black hole opened up in my fucking kitchen today and I just jumped in and I, like, was all of a sudden on, like, I don't know, what's that stupid Mars? Like, what's that? Ugh. Cartoon Futurama. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that think complete opposite of me. And if I want to come to a middle ground to them, I'm not. I can't go my extreme and like put it in their face. I have to meet somewhere in the middle to be like, you know what? <clears throat> we know rich people. You all say that white people are the worst, the rich white people in the world. So we know that, right? Let's agree on that topic, okay? So we can agree with that, right? So then, can we not agree that maybe some of those people mismanage and hurt people um, to make more money, like? all conspiracies aside yeah can we agree on that let's start there as a common ground yeah and then we start working together and we start then they start piecing for the ubi it still sounds like you saying that just made me think we should be the ones that people that make over a certain amount of money a year like millionaires and billionaires they should be made to put money into a fund that comes into a ubi that's where the money should be coming from. But like, it shouldn't be from us being taxed, in my opinion. It I, should be from Bill Gates and Oprah. Yeah, I agree. But like, at the same time, it's like that's just going to trick. Because I know a lot of people say that, and I agree. But it's only going to trickle down because that rich person is now then going to jack up everything in their businesses to to make up for that, and then the we the people have to pay for it. And I think that's continually what has happened. Is like, oh, things that's have where gone. They'd have to have like stipulations yeah but it's i think that's where world. our tax yeah. dollars should go like i just mm-hmm. i honestly think it's a mis like mismanagement of our money and i'm again not finance minister i mean i don't do as much <clears throat> whatever as she does um but like i just think it's a very poor mismanagement and distribution problem personally yeah it is right well, yeah no it like is. i think all of us pay a fuck ton of taxes a fuck ton of taxes i don't know about you guys but <laughs> we pay a lot See a lot of well, I think what you pay like for like I'm pretty sure most people is like forty percent of their fucking yeah. like it's it's a lot. And and and, and, quite, but, and where's it going? Where, where's there's it? still potholes in our roads, and our fucking homeless problem is still and, out the oh, fucking ass. Exactly. And there's like infrastructure problems fucking everywhere. Like so, construction takes fucking years. Yes. Like it doesn't. So to counter that, when everybody couldn't work and they were on COVID and they were getting two thousand dollars a month to live. Did that solve the fucking homeless problem? No. Did it maybe create more? Dude, you'd more? be shocked. Some Are we of these shocked? Numbers so for homeless isn't like that like a little pre- 
Isn't that like a little preview of, and that's more than what they would be paying. CERB is more than mm -hmm. what they would be paying for this UBI. So isn't that a little indication of how terrible that's gone and how the economy's gone from now and the inflation's gone up, how that didn't solve that problem. And now all of a sudden they're saying that this is going to solve the problem. Do you see where I'm yeah. confused? Am I just like out to lunch? Like, did I have they're always trying to sell us a solution to problems, but, but it never making... is a proper solution to a problem, right? Like, just fucking change inflation. Make it livable for people to not have to, like, have 17 jobs and be able to actually go to a counselor and go eat proper Well, like I said, food. they like to make money. Yes. That doesn't work for them, right? No. They just want us to be in debt and for them to make fucking cash money. Exactly. And that's why I just like, oh, okay, so, sure. Sure. Okay. Anyways, um, so you t yeah, you t hit us with your numbers. The homeless numbers are really fucking jarring, to say the least. Uh, the website I found is called homelesshub.ca. We have a whole fucking thing dedicated to it. This says, in the fall of 2016, the second national an uh, analysis of emergency shelter data was released by the government of Canada. So some i don't know how current this is within like but you can only assume that these numbers have probably fucking gone way up especially since covid like we said with all the foreclosures bankruptcies fucking just everything so this has a few things here so how many people are homeless in a given year this is all of canada okay so it was estimated at least 235,000 Canadians experience homelessness, homelessness in a given year. The actual number is potentially much higher given that many people who are unhoused live with friends, relatives, and do not come in contact with the emergency shelters. So you can probably guess that that's probably like 500,000. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Half a mil. Um, Data from LPSOS Read poll in March 2013 suggests as many as 1.3 million Canadians have experienced homelessness or extreme, or extremely insecure housing at some point during the past five years. Um, within a given day, there's probably about 35,000 homeless individuals minimum in Canada. That's ridiculous. Staying in emergency homeless shelters, um, 14,400. There are approximately 15,467 permanent shelter beds. And in 2009, an average of 14,400 were occupied. So between 2010 and 2014, the number of people using shelters decreased. However, the occupancy rate in shelters have increased from 82% of beds being full in 2005 to 92.4 being full in 2014. So you know damn well that we're we're Way we're over capacity now. right now, like for sure. There's no if our that. food banks are going fucking mental, yeah. you know our our shelters are too, which is depressing. That's super depressing. Um, like unsheltered, twenty eight hundred. I don't believe that for a second. We probably have twenty eight hundred in Edmonton alone. Uh, yeah, I'd and say in Toronto. Cologne the immigrants coming to Toronto and to Canada are having to go back home because they don't have a place to live because they can't afford shit here food let alone a fucking house and a lot of those people are coming with multiple if not at least one child yes so keep that in mind 2800 yeah per fucking city like there's no way that's all across canada no it's just like and then they have something called um chronic homelessness versus just like temporary homelessness so it's just, yeah, those experience chronic homelessness, they say four to 8,000. Those experiencing episodic homelessness is six to 12. 
and those who are transitionally homeless is 176,000 to 188,000. Wow. Like, it was just like, what are these numbers? Like, but also, how why is that okay? How can, do you follow up on that? Like, you say, okay, like, oh, I'm just in a rough spot right now, but then do you go back in a couple months later right? to see if that person's, like, not in a rough spot anymore? Well, like, how do you decide that? The demographics, which was surprising, single adult males um, between 25 and 55 are account for almost half of homelessness in Canada. Okay. The youth, age 13 to 24, make up about 20%. Okay. Oh. Which that number is way too high. Yeah, that like, is way too high. 13 to 24. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yep. Women make up about 27%. So women, but women are also in, like, the... the um, like battered women shelters mm-hmm. and stuff is a lot of that too it says um in addition women are also at higher risk of experiencing intimate partner violence so they're kind of it's it's kind of a twofer for them mm-hmm. um indigenous peoples where's the number for them it, it just says like in urban centers in canada uh are overrepresented among those experiencing homelessness which unfortunately especially Edmonton, you see a lot downtown. It is, it's heartbreaking. It's really like. Kelowna's got sad. a whole like whole area mm-hmm. like the the the, the train. <coughs> it's excuse rough. me, I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah, and it's so sad because at the same like, I understand where people are coming from when and you see um on the rant and rave pages so much all the time and like yeah you know like um one thing that Grant's seen when working with his job is that he worked he would work on the machines at the bottle depots. And you would see people mm-hmm. with stolen purses and diaper bags. And, you know, he's yeah. he really seen a dark part oh, of yeah. that, right? Because there is a really dark part of that homeless community that are doing really bad things that are criminals. But there is a very large part of it that people, you know, and a lot of people can say that they're probably just a couple mm-hmm. of bad paychecks or a couple of bad um, stakes or circumstances from being in the exact same situation as those individuals the amount of bottle pickers it's that i've seen in edmonton i remember i've heard stories and had people say like they've seen homeless people stealing bags Mm -hmm. of bottles from people that are unloading their vehicles because they're so hard up the amount of shopping carts that you see fucking mounded with bags Mm -hmm. like sherwood park here where i live they have a whole task force apparently allegedly i don't know for sure for sure but i've heard from people that say that they've had family members and friends confirm that there's a whole task force of police that escort homeless people out of sherwood park because they will come here to pick bottles Mm -hmm. and they will come here to pick through our garbage and it is just it is rough i remember white ab when we were younger there would be homeless people in big garbage bins. They would empty them out and they would sit in the bins and make fires to keep warm yep. on White Ave. Our winters I are not to be fucked with. No. The fact that there are people living without fucking houses on the streets in Canadian, let alone fucking anyone's shitty weather. Canadian winters, are you fucked? Like we were talking about at the beginning of this. Yeah. Dude, minus I've 40, seen 15 50. days where we're the coldest place on earth. Yes. Minus 50 with the wind chill. Yeah. yeah. And so to me, it's like, can that 85,000, and again, I'm not saying, please let us know if you have more about this. Cause like, again, I'm not pretending to say I know what it is, but to me, I feel like that money would be better spent to building places that have resources for people to go. Because if 
176,000 of these individuals are transitional Mm -hmm. homeless, then wouldn't it be fair to say that these are people that are just in a rough part in their lives? And if there was like a small Mm -hmm. short-term rental space where there was therapy, there was um, someone that was teaching them how to eat properly to take care of them. Yeah, help them do their resume, clean them up. Like we watched that. There was this one video that was on there of a guy that couldn't get a job. He was homeless because he had a beard and he didn't know how to shave. So there was a cop like shaving his beard for him so they could go get a job like places like that like if it if if the majority is that transitional then why can we take some of that money and have places for people like that like wouldn't that help and then at the same time let's maybe not charge everybody so much for everything in Canada like groceries and gas let's start there instead of oh here let's just give everybody more money I just and then again not trying to be this way but it's going to be a certain amount of people that don't make money that make under a certain amount like they're really trying to wipe out that middle class because it's like you're going to be rich or you're going to be fucking poor because that middle class yeah. we're not going to give you anything and nor do we want it but we're not going to get any tax breaks we're not going to get any handouts whether we want them or not yeah. you're going to have to keep rising with the inflation but we're going to give money to down here and then fuck you guys whatever i just so this it. website has solutions oh and one of the things that it says cost effectiveness of ending homelessness so an adequate supply of safe and affordable and appropriate housing is prerequisite to truly end homelessness in the long term this includes ensuring that people who are chronically and episodically homeless are prioritized and that the system in place to enable such a person to receive housing and support through housing first program so housing first programs are in place but there's you know what i mean many in a tight housing market implementing a housing first agenda becomes that much more challenging it is also important to address the supply of affordable housing in order to broaden access for um other priority populations including women fleeing violence indigenous people families seniors and youth for instance like it it does have like what will this cost oh my god (laughs) Our proposed investment in affordable housing represents an increase in annual federal spending from the projected commitments of $2.019 billion to $3.752 billion in 2015-2016, with a total investment of $44 billion over 10 years. So That's with a B, people. A billion. Billions. Yes. So $85 it wasn't it 85 billion yeah so this bill this ubi is going to cost 85 billion a year so we would save mm-hmm. money by doing this proposal by a fuck ton then we could put mm-hmm. more money if that's not enough and it keeps growing or putting services in there to help them it just i don't again i'm stupid i don't know anything about this solutions. shit i don't claim to know shit about fuck but this seems to me like there is better solutions out there and again a mismanagement of money i mean i mismanage my money too but they like this whole website again it's homelesshub.ca it sounds so good and it sounds like you want it to like i would love for that to work i would love for that to be a thing and i would love for it to work out but 44 billion dollars over 10 years we have to go back to where the fuck are you getting that from yeah that's true i realize that money is printable and it seems that it's infinite and we all know damn well that it is not no money is like the more money you print 
the less value it has. Like we are just in like the worst state of debt right now. Like we're in the trillions and you want to add 44 billion more because our government doesn't have a flying fuck to give about the poor people in their country that don't have fucking homes Mm -hmm. yet. This is going to sound rude. And I know you guys know, I don't mean it to be yet. They're going to bring how many refugees over and continue adding to that fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah, Come to Canada. It's all, it used to be awesome. Yeah. Come to Canada. We're great. We love, come on over where Yeah. to fucking where. Yes. Yes, and it's not that we don't like, love them or anybody. I love the helping. Time. I love that we're a melting pot. I love that we're a helping country. But is it? But the, we need to pause that for now. But is it unfortunately because our people are suffering? But like, I mean, this is the nicest way. Is it helping though? Because if people come in, they can't find jobs here because it's so hard to find a like job with most parts, especially if you have a different language and there's that language barrier. Let's just say. And then yeah. your your education for wherever you come sometimes doesn't transfer over as well because of some stupid fucking rule, you know. And then they're like, "Oh, but don't worry, we'll pay you fourteen hundred dollars a month to live here." And yep. everyone's like, "Oh, that sounds so amazing!" Until you find out that a family of four estimated cost in Kelowna without rent, I just pulled it up, is forty eight hundred dollars. So a family of four plus rent. Is about six six to seven thousand dollars a month in Kelowna. So come here, move here, not gonna be able to get a job. Live on the streets. Live on the streets because it costs six thousand dollars and you're gonna only get fourteen. Even if every single one of you got fourteen, that still would probably just be enough to like make it. And I just don't think that that is what people come here to to like again i'm not no, yes so, a million so, times something so different and a million times better than other places i check my privilege i understand we live in canada and i i understand that we're also allowed to hold that to the fire to be the best place so that when people do come here um they are coming to the place See, that they think that they're coming to right i realize we're privileged and i'll say the same thing like i realize that but at the same on the same fucking breath <clears throat> Canada ain't that fucking hot right now. We are not doing okay. We're not doing I am more privileged than a lot of people in the world, and I realize that, but that does not mean that we are without struggle and we are without fucking issue. Yes. Our country is fucking really close to fucking getting to the bottom of that fucking toilet drain. Like, we are fucking spiraling what seems like out of fucking control. Totally agree. There is just no amount of money being thrown at this problem that's going to fix it this isn't a throw money at the problem to fix it type thing this is a fucking roll up your fucking sleeves and get to work yeah and do a better job the amount of the other thing with the homelessness this is a touchy subject and i hope i don't offend anyone even though that's pretty much what we're used to here the amount of homeless people that i see begging for money on the side of the streets or in the meridians of roads look from the first glance to be like if you can stand out on the street walking between cars begging for money in my opinion you can go get a job i hate to say it Mm -hmm. i really do the generations that have come after ours are pretty fucking privileged and i do find a lot of the homeless are probably a bit younger than i am Mm -hmm. and generations younger i have seen some older don't get me wrong but like if you're above or under the age of 30 and you're homeless and you're standing begging for money, 
I just, there's a part of me that has sympathy and will always have sympathy, but there's also the part of me that is just like, get your shit Mm -hmm. together. Life is hard. I get it. People suck. I get it. But like fucking buck up and do your best and go get it. Like there are jobs out there. I've told Nick, like I would work shifts at six different McDonald's if I fucking had to. I would work, fucking take anything. Mm -hmm. I like, I don't know. I haven't had to look for a job in forever. So I like my, like a basic job. I have a different, like my career path is not, like I'm not a waitress anymore per se like I used to be but like I don't know how hard it is anymore but I I can't see it being if you don't have anywhere to live like I feel like I'm sticking my foot in my mouth now like if you have nowhere to live you don't really have like a base to like go off of I get that that's hard but at the same time like if I were a business owner and were to see someone coming like look I just need a job I just need something please like that's where people need to start opening their hearts and being like, yeah, of course I'll help you. Yes, of course I'll give you, you can sweep up, you can be a stock something, you can do whatever. Like I will give you, I will give like, it's just sucks, man. Cause like you want to trust people. I will give you a loan to get you clothes to wear appropriate to work or like your uniform. If you can't afford it, like things like that, but people suck yeah. and people are rude yep. and we have just got this like really ugly disease that people get in them of just lazy entitled drugs is another one which is fucking we need to do an episode on hard because the drug epidemic like addiction you just can't break of that and i get that i get that and it's hard to break and i i'm fully aware of that but like i'm just so tossed sometimes between you look like you can go get a job Versus there's problems that I can't see that cause you to not be able to. And I get that there are, but like, especially like my, my dad and family live on the North side of Edmonton and the amount of people you see begging for money who are like my dad, it every morning he would see these, these guys at the corner store and he, they're like, do you want to buy this chain? And my dad's like, no, I don't want to buy a chain. He's like, okay, well I need the money. He's like, well, he's like, I'll go in and get you a coffee and muffin and whatever from the like the Mac store right now if you want no no I just need the money well you know what they want that money for and you know what they need that money for they're sitting outside the liquor store next door yeah or there's like I hate to say that but like if you're not gonna offer or take the help of food and like a coffee I feel like you're homeless for a very different reason than and I think like, there's two true. different versions. Well, and I think, there, I, I think, think there's probably that. even more than that. I think there's so many truths that can exist at the same time where it's mm-hmm. like some people choose to be homeless because that's better living situation right. than or they've run away home. and yeah, they've run away they've, or they've made bad decisions that they just financially couldn't kept, keep up and they're just living in their cars yeah. until they can find somewhere or the fact that like there's no like rent is so expensive that some people just really can't afford it and they sleep in their cars like there's so many it's different just, things but then there's also so people hard. that do a lot of drugs that just choose not to or that are physically capable but just won't put the effort in or can't put the effort in for for whatever reason that you're like okay well it makes it hard to sympathize with you because it looks like if you just cleaned up a little bit and there are places like there's hand-me-down places there's thrift stores that you know you can buy nice outfits well, i'm pretty sure shelters have that together. too like yeah. they they do give them handouts <laughs> and help and like toothbrush toothpaste socks underwear like the basics of what they need and like 
I know it's not ideal, but like it's a start though. I just wish there was more of that like motivation. And I know that motivation is pretty much dead when you're in those situations. And I can get that and I can appreciate that. And I realize that like I'm speaking of a place where I've never had to go through that. I've never had to fucking experience that. But I just I just wish it was different. I wish our world wasn't so like shitty in that it's sense. Too that hard. People it's have too to difficult. experience right? not having a home yeah. and not having shelter. The basic es- like essentials. I posted something recently on Instagram. You we don't realize how fucking rich we are. Mm-hmm. If you can tuck into a bed with clean sheets, if you have food in your fridge that you can fucking eat. If you have, like, just the base, like, you're fucking good to go. Mm-hmm. You are richer than a lot of people in this 100%. world. I don't have a dirt floor. I don't have, like, gaps in my walls where wind, like, it's just, it's outrageous how, like, privileged we are. But at the same time, like, we still, like, Nick, it's not suffer, I'll say, but we still, have, like, it still sucks. Like this, our country is just very dysfunctional. We like and, and you have and like you homeless. said the basic income. Like we can give money to all these other countries, but not help our own people. It just blows me away. Yeah, but blows even but even how away. we're gonna help our own people, I still don't think are the right ways. Because like I said, we've seen what happened with Serb, and like yeah, we would have had to have a job, so homeless people wouldn't necessarily get served, but you could see with just the mentality of giving somebody $2,000 and all these people at like service and restaurant jobs are like, we can't find anybody. We have to close down because no one wants to get paid that same amount to actually do work when they can pay nothing. And you know, so then yeah, you're going to start coming up, no offense, but then people are going to start coming up with all these like reasons why they can't work because you know how they're like, I think the reason why I can't find too much on what's going to be the what you need to have is because they have to come up with a framework. So in that framework, I'm sure there's going to so. be some, <clears throat> excuse me, minimal requirements that you're going to have to meet to be able to get this. And I'm not necessarily saying it's good, bad, or the other. All I'm saying is that, I don't know, Serb didn't really go well. So I don't know that this is going to make things better. And I don't think it's going to help poverty. And I, I, I think, think so. cutting... And inflation and grocery prices and gas prices and rental prices because guess what a person mm-hmm. could used to be able to rent in like a cheap cheap place for like seven eight hundred bucks I think it's very rare to find an apartment suites, for like a thousand dollars pardon I said eight basement suites back in the day eight hundred bucks yeah easy seven hundred and some easy a thousand twelve hundred so even that little amount that would pay for someone's gas and groceries and life. And now that's all gone. So, and then you have kids that you have to pay and all this stuff, right? So it's like, I just don't think, I just don't personally think that's the right way. I don't know. I hope to figure out a better way one day. We'll be interested to see where this goes. Um, We'll keep an eye on it. But again, if we're talking about this, guys, and we want to hear stuff, I'm just going to plead, please, please. I love a good conspiracy. I love making up all the reasons why or believing all the reasons why these fucks are available, but, or like around and like how they all connect. But at the same time, if we're going to warn people and we want to warn everybody, can we just like try to like be basic, like one little veil at a time and like slowly mm-hmm. help them connect the dots instead of just throwing all the dot pieces at their faces and being like adrenochrome. The, the UBI truly, especially in Canada has nothing to do with Bill Gates. It has I don't nothing think to so. Do. I just don't. Oh, Schwab, I could see the link because they're kind of a global thing. Well, just a digital like, ID and like the whole money. Yeah. Thing, like, like I see that all, linking, all of that, but... like, I can see where it links, but yeah, like, just start the basics and start at home. Like, yeah. 
this the government of Canada might not be great. Is who you can fucking blame it on because you know Justin Trudeau and yes that links greater and greater and greater and like he links to the wherever but like don't go there just, just start here stay local and yeah I I get what you're saying right and I'm sure, not saying but... and I'm I'm not saying that it's not and I'm not I'm just saying that when I look at that when I look at something that's like super 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 liberal and I'm like I cannot handle this message because of how this person is delivering it. Because they're coding yeah. it in so much of their own like verbiage and there's just no opening or understanding, I'm less likely to absorb that message. But if they come at it yeah. like a middle ground and be like, I see the crazy, but like here's this side. Can you see that logic? And I'm like, oh, yes. Like The worst part is though is some of those people don't see the crazy. No. They don't know how to word it that way because they don't, right? 100%. Like we're going to get the extremes of everyone. But it is, it is hard to like even just – basic things these days everything is coded in either left or right and, and it's just there's no one willing to just converse normally or like 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 we said i can see where ubi would be good mm-hmm. but i can see where it could be real <laughs> i can also see where it can be very fucking bad and like i can see where like yeah like i was saying i can see where homelessness is completely like devastating and like a really shitty cycle that you can't break but i can also see some of them where it's like you choose to be yes, here absolutely this is a choice yeah. more so than it is like yeah. like a shitty circumstance and we should you know be looking I mean? at like, that we should be like why why would you want to do that? like you know or why do people repeat offend to go to jail because their life is better yeah. in jail than in their normal lives like why are we not looking into that? i really want to go through that website a bit more for the homelessness and see what they have to say yeah. about more stuff but like it is truly those numbers are really fucking mind blowing to and me. That was, and like it is you just know, really five, six years ago too. Seven years ago. Well, that was five, six years ago. So you can you can almost guarantee yeah, like okay. some of the numbers like you were giving, like the it's got um bachelor's or bachelor suites, one bedroom, two bedroom prices, and they go up to twenty twenty two for those prices. So like that was a little more current, but like their numbers for homelessness aren't accurate. I couldn't find anything for like twenty like very accurate homelessness. They don't want people to know, I think, in a way, right? Like, they don't. They want to say, or it's but like good. I said, it's a, it's a, it's a game piece for politicians yeah. too. Like we're going to solve homelessness. We're going to do something about homelessness. Yeah. We're going to finally. But how many fucking people have said that? Yes. And what? And how many? Exactly. And I just don't and think it's that it's by things like still this. There. I don't think it's by things like this because. People need support. People need help to change their lifestyles and just throwing money at them and being like, like you said, just throwing money at it isn't helping even people that are of the most sound mind that are going to do right by that money is still not going to work in my opinion. UBI will not remove any of our tent cities is pretty much where that's I don't think so. If anything, I think it's going to keep it the same and I'm sure there's Mm going to be help for single moms and stuff. Like I'm sure it'll benefit certain people and and it should. It'll keep it the same. But... But addiction will be through the roof yeah. and fucking really weird fucking spending. Like, they're, they'll they still be homeless, but they'll have really nice shoes or something stupid. Yeah. Or they'll have fucking expensive clothing. Like or access to way more and way harder and way worse drugs and tons of alcohol. Like, yeah. 
I mean, I guess it'll be interesting. You're just, you're like, literally fueling their depression. Like, I'm still homeless. I can't afford to live anywhere. I can't afford to fucking do any of that. So let me just go with the money that I'm given by the government to go buy, yeah, like fucking tons of booze and fucking numb my pain. Like, yeah. there's just no, it's like the legalization of all the drugs yeah, in it's not BC helping. and like, all, it, it, who the fuck is that helping? Nobody. Who, who? Drug dealers. You're not putting that into the proper resources. And they know that. They're not stupid. Yeah. They have countless experts. They have tons of people that all they do is focus on these problems. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing anything to solve them. Just it's a runaround it. of, like I said, we're going to do this. We're going to solve it finally. Crime on drugs. War on drugs. If I That's ever crazy. see a politician or one of our like, like people running for anything that say that that would be an immediate like you are at the bottom of my vote yeah you're at the you're bottom of the list of who the fuck i'm voting for you're a piece of shit yeah. that you're gonna prey on all the poor homeless people i'm gonna fix this no the fuck you're not no no and you're I a just, loser and you're fucking a pawn like i just i don't like that well, that's also, the part that not trying me. to be that way but do most people that live on the street have a bank account like what does this all tie to does that mean they have to go get it yeah MVP? how the fuck like, are they supposed to cash those checks where do they go for that do they have phones where they just like accept it on their like internet transfer? Like I don't know. I just the, there's something seems the more subtle, and more this whole thing and it all ties together. Like we said, the most money has probably been given out, the most support. We have the most awareness of all time. We live in the most yeah. privileged, like rich country. Why are the numbers getting just worse? Why are we pissing having, me off more? Why are we having to talk about UBIs? Like if we're progressing, if the balance budget is balancing itself. Why are we talking about having to give $17,000 to families a year and that that will we, cut 50% of poverty? Why is this such a problem in one of the richest countries in the world? I We need to start creating jobs for them and giving them opportunity to get out of that situation. Like, where the fuck is that option? The support. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. To help them. To yeah. help them write a resume. To help them with maybe they have speech if problems. Therapy didn't cost an arm and a leg and you didn't have to wait two years for a fucking appointment my brother who has access to like like he could they could my my parents and my family could afford to get my brother a therapist but it is literally a year and a half to almost two year wait to fucking see one and that is what a lot of these people need to get their minds right to like steps to get out of where they are the the motivation to get there but you our resources are for shit they're gone so giving the money like we've been saying giving the money what the fuck they they can't even they couldn't even pay for a fucking therapist with that money because there's none to be seen not with that kind of money no you're you're gonna pay maybe it's just stupid it's so stupid even if they got it yeah they couldn't pay to go to see a therapist for a bit and then slowly trickle down and then take that money to put towards something like I, I can see where, like, the mindset is, like, they mean, I want to say they mean well, but I know they fucking don't, but I can see where, like, it could work, and it could, like, they could, but it's just, it's not going to, like, we just, we know damn well it's not going to, no. it, we don't have the resources, we don't have anything set up, it's literally, it's, it's lipstick more. on a pig, it, it really is, it's lipstick on a pig, yeah. here, take this, we love you. And then we're gonna fucking stab you in the back and fucking like spit on you mm-hmm. as you turn around. Pretty much. That's <laughs> like, cool. and that's what I mean. Like I just so guys piss in your face. When you hear about you UBI or universal basic income or however whatever, don't dismiss everything right away. Don't take what we're saying for a hundred percent. Go look into it, but just look have a look it. around. 
hey, I think all of us can agree, poverty is an all-time high. People are struggling the most. There's the most homelessness community now than more than ever. Mm-hmm. And we gave people serve for almost, a, what was it, fucking year almost? Or like six months or some shit? Two. And that didn't help two. anything. It didn't help the economy. It didn't help individuals. So not sure how spending maybe like $300 less a month is going to then somehow be better. It's just, yeah. And how is that going to actually help homeless people that don't have a home, can't probably register, don't have probably a driver's license, probably can't afford to get a driver's license, or is this just going to ushering in digital ID? And that's where I understand where people say that, but at the same time, when we're speaking out loud to other regular people, let's just not say Klaus Schwab and cabals and da-da-da-da, let's just keep to the basic facts that this isn't going to help people in my honest opinion but you guys go research for yourself you look it up yourself keep an eye on it but please just don't dismiss this as another conspiracy theory that has no value in having a little flag to be like let's watch this because like what so the money that you're going to save in made the hundred and four thousand dollars you're going to save a hundred four billion dollars you're going to save on that is that just going to go over to this and just pay for this these people are you going to just be like oh you have two options it's going to be ubi or maids like I was going to say, honestly, you, you talking about conspiracy and all that, I guarantee you the UBI will be linked to a digital ID in some form. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do and believe it be will, for sure. It unless you have yeah. it. And Why that's not? how they're going to usher shit in. And I'm not and, saying like, it's that's where not connected. B, that's where B is saying, like, they're connected and you know they are, but, like, you need to start slowly and start, like, don't the fundamentals. Just dump on people, I mean, but your conspiracy theory it's friends. It's true. Like, fuck yeah, talk about digital IDs and how this is all connected and and the the, the chip and all of that. And it you will can be, yeah, buy stuff it will, but... with your hand. Like that's not crazy. But when you're out there in the media, tr- or even talking to counsel, and at, at those things, like let's just leave that part out for now. Yeah. Put it in a diary. Put it on a podcast. And then you can be like, "Hi, I was right. I talked about this months ago, right?" But like. Yeah. Who cares? Don't worry. Talk about, about it more realistically. Let's and not so like, yeah. Right. It's like it. when people hated us all smoking weed, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're so mad they won't let us advertise." And I was like, "But there's people that think it's the devil's lettuce." So, for in order them to not see that, we have to come slowly and progress over time. And that's what I feel like with this. You can't just, like I said, adrenochrome drop on people that are just starting to wake up. Like we went through that. There's a lot of us. I think most of us on the show went through a very fast, a very brutal spiritual awakening to all of these things, and if you're not ready the way to get to people isn't going to be dumping that shit on exactly you have to do things slowly and come at it like a fact based level of this isn't gonna work who cares about the digital id and all that this isn't gonna work (coughs) sorry guys i'm gonna try and edit out as many coughs as i possibly can because this is annoying but yeah so keep this as a flag look around is it getting better because i don't think so what do you guys think is there a better way? Too good to be true. It's too good to be true, in my opinion. I just don't trust DaddyGov ever. So, and it's like liberal NDP, no offense. Like, I'm not saying conservatives are good, but y'all really just like to throw money and do humanitarian things without like fully thinking those things through. And then all of a sudden we're like yeah. super debt. So, well, they like to kind of throw about. money at it and call it humanitarian, yes, which like, you know damn well not. Thank you. I'm so fine. <laughs> good for me. Good for me. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed this other next fourth episode. I've been loving these keeping up with Canada's. I mean, they're kind of a little bit scary sometimes and like a little bit stressful. They're but... they're a little bit deeper and darker, but that's only because that's, that's what we're trying to do is bring light to things in Canada that you may not know about yeah. that are being sneakily ushered in yes. while we're all worried about stupid 
stupid other shit like fucking... that doesn't have to do with our country half the time 100%. because that's what they do yes or like even just like taylor swift and like whatever his name is like oh and it's just like <sighs> guys they're trying I like, to kill i feel like we're and... some of the only people that couldn't have given two fucks i do not uh, everyone i know is talking about them and i could i get so mad i'm like why the only thing i like about her pfizer's fucking yeah there's pfizer's babies and the only thing i like about her is she loves her cat as much as i love my cat so that's the only thing me and her have in common i think she's a great artist she's doing good with her music she's all that but i do think she's a puppet and i do think that people get so focused on this stuff myself used to be included and that's why we want to talk about stuff like this because you probably don't want to listen to the news and all that. And maybe you're now that maybe you weren't thinking about it. Now you're going to think about it a little bit more, or maybe the algorithm will tune some of the stuff so you can see for yourself. Right. When bills like this are being ushered in, when things like Taylor Swift and Travis are being, yeah, or the Kardashians or whoever else they cart out for the distraction is, is there, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So this is the kind of stuff, like you said, you got to keep your eyes extra peeled because they do like to mask like just passing things like this and little sneaky bills sneaky snakes, and, sneaky snakes and shit like that right. so yeah 100 percent. so number four hope you guys loved it um as this launches we are heading into holiday season so hope you guys are having a great time we're gonna be going all the way through christmas new year's and then january's our last month of the season isn't that fucking crazy there's only gonna be Fuck like six January. or six to eight episodes left of the season i i'm so shocked so thank you guys for listening always they always go by so quick right um thank you guys for listening hails hails thank you for showing up today until next time guys bye thank you guys for stopping by the show today we appreciate you so so much If you like this episode and you want to hear more, make sure to show us some love on our Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest page, The Be Real Babe Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube and Rumble channels, like those episodes, and turn on the notification bells. You can find our video version of the show on YouTube, Rumble, and Spotify, or you can catch the audio version on Apple and Google Podcast. But stay tuned for more realness coming to you soon. Until next time, babes.